Exactly 16 years to the day after Katrina, the people of New Orleans were hit by Hurricane Ida. On this episode of the No Love Podcast, we get a first-hand account from a New Orleans native who experienced both. Samantha Bouguet, a radio host, writer, and actress who has starred in shows like HBO's Treme, American Horror Story, and NCIS New Orleans, takes us through what you actually do when you realize a hurricane is about to hit, the silver linings you discover in such a disaster, and what happens to all that good food in your refrigerator when there's no power for weeks on end. As always, Bugash has the interview. Yo, cut. Take it away. Samantha Boyer. Hello, Edwin. <laughs> so many people have been on a journey, if you will, since Ida, you know, whether there were people who stayed in town or those who actually did leave and go to other places. So if you can, you know, just talk a little bit about about your journey, about what determined, what was determined that you all would in fact leave and how's that then? Sure. Um, it was interesting this time because um, unlike Katrina, so go, you know, this was kind of just for me, it, it, I felt like it snuck up on me. Um, you know, I had been hearing about it on the news that week, you know, the week prior, but um, not paying a whole lot of attention, I'll be honest. But in, in, in fact, it was Friday. I'd gotten a text Friday afternoon from a friend of mine saying, what's your hurricane plan? And I'm thinking, plan, you know, nothing, just, you know, ride it out. I didn't even know evacuation, uh, you know, that had not even come into the picture. So um, I, I made it home that day um, about like three o'clock, two, three, and it was, and I, and I was, it was all over the news. So I, I said, oh, it looks like we need to make some plans because this might be bad. And the thing that we think about mostly is the being without power. You know, it's not so much the winds, uh, withstanding the winds and being in your home. At least for me, that, that wasn't so much what we, I was concerned about. I was just thinking about, you know, uh, Category 4. We, we're definitely going to be without power for a while. That has been miserable to be without power in August in New Orleans. So we, we formulated a plan, my family, and we got on the road. Friday night at 9.30 p.m. We got it together. We were trying to fly out. I was trying to buy tickets. And it was so funny. I was actually online trying to book tickets to go uh, either North Carolina or California. I was sitting there. And tickets were, flights were filling up, like, as I was booking. I mean, I'd gotten so far on one on one ticket booking um, that I'd put in my credit card and everything, and I was waiting. It was like a little hourglass. It was like, you know, you know, just a minute, we're processing. And then it came back and said, oh, your seats are no longer available. And when I got on, it said there were only three seats left, and I just was trying to get two. And they, they went that fast. So we, had, we were stuck having to drive. We drove to Alabama that night, Friday night at, like, 9 o'clock clock at night we got on the road and got to Alabama around midnight which was the best decision we could have made and I took a page out of my, my late father Paul Bollier's book for Katrina he he, he he got us out before the mayor declared it mandatory so we missed all that traffic way back uh, when Katrina and I, and I did the same thing for my mom you know I got her out of there we left Friday night even though she did not want to be on the road at night it's dark I said look it's going to be better to drive at night get there than being 12, 14, 15 hours of traffic trying to get to Alabama or you know wherever so we left got to Alabama 
uh, stayed a couple of days at a hotel and then uh, went on to Atlanta, stayed with some friends. And then now we we finally landed at my aunt's house in uh, Chapel Hill and it's lovely here. Okay, so as you look back and and actually what's going on in the city, I don't know if you have people who are actually giving you on the ground kind of uh, information, you're staying abreast on it on social media, you, you know, news outlets or whatnot. What's your feelings about what's going on in the city? Is your power back on? Do you have damage to your property? And just how do you feel about going back? It's a little disheartening um, what's going on in the city. And, um, you know, it's a little disheartening and it's definitely exhausting, um, you know, being displaced for, for so long and then having to deal with the aftermath of this hurricane insurance claims and you know you know your, your refrigerator I mean going back to a home that will probably smell like you know some a nightmare you know with the heat and uh, no power and, and all the food spoiling I mean it, it's just it, it's really just it's disheartening and I have been keeping up um, you know I have a neighbor that stayed and we've been texting and I really feel for him but uh, he's there in the heat and he's suffering and uh, I worry about him actually I, I I kind of encourage them to leave. But, you know, it's kind of hard. The, the streets, the, the power, the, the, the red lights, the intersections are dangerous. There's a curfew, I hear, in, in effect in, in New Orleans right now. So um, a lot of the grocery stores, the shelves are bare, get limited gas. I mean, it, it doesn't sound like anything I'm rushing to get back to. Um, you know, so it's just a little disheartening. I, I would think that, I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad that we got the levy situation straight. I guess, you know, I mean, 16 years and billions of dollars later, I mean, yeah, you would hope. So that was a, you know, that was a, a huge blessing that I'd have to deal with that, um, the levy breaching. But I had minimal property damage. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, but that I was able to see friends. I have people on the ground uh, taking pictures of my property, sending me pictures. And so I could see, you know, it was minimal damage, like a fence or something. But um, I don't know what the inside looks like. And that's kind of what has me a little uh, on edge, feeling that filled with anxiety, thinking about what am I going to find when I get back? You know, if, right. if, is there any, there any leaking? Uh, you know, did any water get in? Um, you know, and just, yeah, just in the refrigerator. So, you know, the the, the, the smell of a full refrigerator. And I just gone grocery shopping before the storm. Like, that's how much I wasn't really paying attention. I mean, you know, freezer full of meat, salmon, steak, whatever, gone. I'm like, geez, this is really... This is, um, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm feeling a little disheartened. And, and I think, you know, one a point I want to make that I think is really important is that if people do not make the connection between what's happening with these storms and climate change, they need to wake up because, you know, now more than ever, it's important to vote every election from the local level, especially at the local level, because these are the, the people that you elect are the people that are going to put policies in place that are going to help cut emissions and help, you know, you know, uh, 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 combat global warming. They've been talking about global warming for years and we as a country has ignored it for the large part, ignored it. And um, and we're paying for it. And it's not going to get better. These storms are going to continue. Uh, you know, as long as we continue to experience this climate change, the storms are going to, you know, be bigger and they're going to be more frequent. And so this, unfortunately, I, I, it won't be the last time we're probably faced with this in New Orleans. So it, it just kind of makes me feel like, you know, 
you know, what's next? What do we, what, 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 what do we do? I mean, is it too late? Like it is a little too little too late. I mean, people can get involved and vote and educate themselves, but you know they've been talking about climate change for years, and now we're li- now we're living it, or 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 I think you know killing us. I mean, look at all the people who died in the Northeast with the floods. I mean, um, you know, this is all a direct result, uh, I think, of climate change. More of our interview with Samantha Bouye after these brief messages. This episode was brought to you in part by Mr. Chill's First Class Cuts, located at 2734 South Carrollton Avenue, is the premier barbershop in the city of New Orleans. Founded by the iconic Wilbert Mr. Chill Wilson, it continues to be the place where one can receive first class service. So call today at 504-861-7530 to make an appointment. Mr. Chill's First Class Cuts, continuing the tradition of excellence, service, and giving back to the community. Back to our interview with Samantha Fouye. And I guess in addition to that, I'd like to add like the COVID component too, like this actually happened during a pandemic as well. What's your thoughts on, you know, just moving around, you know what I mean? Like going from place to place to place in the middle of a, of a pandemic in terms of people's safety or staying safe from COVID. Oh, it, it's definitely been top of mind and it, it, it absolutely adds to the anxiety, um, you know, moving around with my mother, uh, you know, older, a little older than, you know, she's older than me and I worry about her, even though, you know, we're vaccinated it's just, it's still, uh, it's, it's just a lot of anxiety, you know, as you go and you're staying with people and hotels I mean, yeah, and then, you know, it's interesting we're in Alabama for a couple of days they do not, they don't wear masks that, they don't believe it, like you, the people not many of them will wear masks Atlanta was a little bit better North Carolina, they're all they're all masked up <laughs> where we are here, Chapel Hill, so so, um, yeah, that, that's been, um, that's added to the anxiety for sure. Trying to keep healthy, you know, keep those hands washed and, and, and the social distance. But it's kind of hard, you know, when you're staying with people or you're, um, you know, in a, in a hotel situation, you know, and you have to catch the elevator. So I, I, I've been doubling up. I wear two masks. <laughs> oh, you was already doing that, girl. Anyway, so. No, no, yeah, you're right. Girl, I didn't spend time with you. I knew. <laughs> no, definitely doubling up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, and and in terms of uh, you mentioned something in a you know in the conversation we had previously about about family and that being this silver lining, if you will. So you know, just talk about about that. Yeah, that 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 is. I mean, it was the same with Katrina. I can remember. You know, we evacuated, being in a room with, with family. Like I got to spend time with my ninety-something-year-old grandmother that I would not have had like precious time. Like we were just close. We could just read because there was nothing to do. And it was wonderful, and it's the same now. I mean, we're with my aunt, and um, you know, it's wonderful. I don't see her; she lives in Chapel Hill, so I don't see her often. And her daughter's here, my first cousin. Uh, she happened to be coming for late for Labor Day anyway to visit her mom. So we we were all together, and uh, yeah, we're about to have a little Labor Day barbecue right now. But it's beautiful out here, in Chapel Hill, and you know, we got power, Wi-Fi. Uh, you know, so it, it kind of makes it. 
it takes you out of all the misery and what's happening in New Orleans being here with family it is a blessing I mean I, I think I try to find the um, the silver lining in situations and you know I think sometimes they say some of your biggest blessings come from people and situations that you like so I, I do believe that you know that Ida that there will be some blessings that come out of this I know a lot of people are suffering and there's been a lot of pain but you you know you keep the faith and um, I think God you know he worked things out for good not to get too spiritual here but I am a Christian I do believe that you know we have a good God we serve and I think you know but I tell you what I think Mother, Mother Nature is mad right now she, we didn't piss her off <laughs> Mother Earth is like okay, but I but God, he's always going to be there. <laughs> you know, we keep that faith. So I think just, you know, I encourage people to just, you know, hold on to their faith now more than ever. It's important to not lose that faith and uh, let that help get you through uh, that faith and knowing that uh, better days are coming. And, and it's there. And, you know, I always ask this in uh, many of my interviews and uh, in these pressing times, I think it's important to think about because we're from New Orleans, we are resilient and we we make lemonade out of lemons all the time. And to think of what is uh, you know Samantha Boye, the the person that is so many layers to what you are. What is your recipe for a a happy, a prosperous and life, a fulfilling life? What is your recipe? Oh, recipe for a happy, prosperous and fulfilling life is love, love, and more love. Love is what makes the world go around. Love of self. Let's start with that. Love of self. Um, you have to love yourself. And I say this, and you know, it might sound like, oh, that's the obvious, but there are a lot of people walking around here hurt and broken, and then they lack that self-love, and it shows in the relationships and the decisions that they make, but you know, I think, you know, my recipe, love is the top and and the love encompasses so many things. Love of self is where it starts. Love of God or some higher power. It's got to be a higher power, something greater than you, something greater than ourselves that we're serving. I just, I feel that deeply in my heart that um, if you live your life that way, you serve as something greater than you. It's, um, and it takes a lot of pressure off, I think, if you allow yourself to, to, to live that way. Um, you know, so yeah, love of self, love of God, love of your family, I mean family. I always, I've been saying this all week, don't get no better as we walk around here with my, we've been up every night till three in the morning on my, in my aunt's lovely lush garden. She's got a stream with the lights. We sit back there, we drink wine. We've been, you know, it's like, it's like a hurricane party. And, um, and it's wonderful and to see my mom with her sister and, and it's just the two of them left, you know, and her family and, it's just, you know, these type of events just remind me, you know, just how important family is and, you know, how much, you know, you how much you love your family and, and need your family. And it's just so wonderful to be with them. So that's my recipe. Love, love yourself, love the Lord, love your family, the people around you. And love, yeah, love who loves you. <laughs> you know, people be running around chasing things, chasing waterfalls. It's like, let's start with, you know, love the people who love you and show you love. Um, and I think if, if, if we can do that, we're on our way to being uh, happy. Because <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a choice, it's a decision. You know, you can you choose it. So that's, I hope that was okay. Yeah. I 
<laughs> and Samantha, I thank you. You know, this has been a great conversation and I appreciate your time. It's always a pleasure. It's always a great conversation. Every time we talk uh, on the record, off the record, you're very, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're stimulating conversation and you always a very um, stimulating and interesting food for thought. And I, I think you're doing great work in the community, you know, shining a light on issues and things and people. And I, I just think I can't say enough good things about you and, and the work that you're doing. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Samantha Bouye. You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at, at Samantha Bouye. That's S-A-M-A-N-T-H-A-B-E-A-U-L-I-E-U. You can also help New Orleans recover by donating to local groups like culturalaidnola.org. Be sure to subscribe to get the next episode of the NOLA Podcast. Bugash, I'm Rue. Peace.